But today we celebrate Jesus. And uh, what other time, better time to celebrate Jesus with such a good friend, uh, a brother who I know. Um, I was thinking about uh, on June the 6th, it's my birthday. I don't want to particularly speak. I want to get somebody else to speak. But my cousin called me and asked me if I would speak at her church at 8.30 this morning. So I finished that service, wonderful time in the Lord. But this brother, Pastor William Staten, and his lovely wife, um, Minister Colleen, First Lady Colleen, I don't know how, whatever you call her, but a woman <laughs> of God, heart of God. Um, thank God for their lives. Thank God for their ministry. Thank God for their friendship. And um, uh, Pastor Staten has ministered at our church a couple of times, but we've missed him. We haven't had him in for a couple of years. And I'm so glad he's here with us today. Uh, he's with the Mariah Group. And uh, he's going to tell you more about what they're doing and where they're going uh, as, as the Lord lead him. But thank God for him. I want you to celebrate and thank, put your hands together right where you're at as we introduce the psalm and present to others none other than Pastor William Staten. Put your hands together and welcome him to the microphone in Jesus' name. God bless you, Pastor Staten. God bless you. God bless you, Pastor Dixon. Um, and the Agat family, um, it's, a, it's an honor. It's an honor not only to be able to speak this morning or this afternoon, but it's also an honor that I'm able to witness the love that's being poured out um, on Bishop and Minister Dixon. I've known your bishop for over 20 years. I don't even know how long it's been, to be honest with you, but I know it's been at least 20 years. And um, I think Brother Edward is still on. He did our first, um, he catered our first church anniversary in 2001. So I know we go way back. So it is a blessing and an honor to be here on today. Now, I'm not gonna be before you long because you y'all preached to each other already. And um, I'm just gonna say a few words if that's all right. Um, it's good to see brother Charles. I was hoping I'd get a sax solo today, but that's all right, maybe another time. Um, and it's good to see sister Stephanie because I've she's been um, faithful to the ministry. Every time I see um, or have an opportunity to speak, you're always there and I thank God for you. Um, and I cannot forget the first lady of the house, Sister Angie, a beautiful woman of God, God bless you. Um, and my wife and I just wanna say we love you. And not only, not only happy birthday, but also happy anniversary to the two of you. Um, so let me get right, right into the message. Again, I'm not gonna belabor and be before you long, but I just, have to, I just have to paint a picture. Before I give you a scripture, I just have to paint this picture. Um, I'm someone that has never been to church. I don't know God, I don't know anything about God. And um, you know, this one day comes where I'm going to learn and make a decision on where I wanna be. And there is a, uh, a Lutheran church there, and there's an Episcopal church there, and there is a Baptist church there, and there is a Methodist church there, and there is a 
uh, Church of God in Christ is represented and all of these different organizations. And now I am, I don't know anything and I'm left to choose where I want to end up, who, who's, who do I want to be with? And it's interesting because the Lutherans will tell you one thing and the Episcopalians will say something different and the Baptists will say something different and the Kojiks will say something different. And I don't know, Pentecostalism sounds good to me. So I, I, I go to the Kojic folk and I say, well, um, what kind of church of God in Christ are you? And they say, well, we're followers of Bishop Mason, but then there's another church of God in Christ there. And they say, well, we're original glorious church of God in Christ. And there's another one there that says we're glorious church of God in Christ. And there's another one there that says we're international church of God in Christ. And now I have to not only choose which one of these organizations I want to be part of, or which one of these religions I want to be part of, but then I have the subdivision of the, of the, religions, because I could be um, um, Baptist or Anabaptist or this or that, and the list goes on and on. And just imagine what that's like to someone that does not know Christ. Imagine how confusing we have made this thing that we call Christianity. And when you go all the way back to Jesus Christ, and you read the scriptures, you realize he did not come to start Christianity. He did not come to start a religion. But 2,000 years later, look what we have ended up with. And it becomes very difficult for the person that wants to know God to um, have the ability to decide where they want to be. And that's why um, Luke chapter 4 and 43 is very, very, very important. And um, if you want to turn there, you can. If not, I'll just read it to you. It's just one simple verse. And that verse says, and he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore I am sent. Now, um, this scripture literally changed my life. Um, when I read this, this one very simple scripture, it put everything into perspective that I was feeling in my heart because um, I, was, I was struggling, right, with organizational beliefs. I was struggling with one religion versus another because I had, I had an opportunity to study some of these religions and I realized that the doctrines were all different. And so when I read this scripture, this is what Christ came here for. I know he came to seek and to save that which was lost, but here he says that I must preach the kingdom of God. This is why I'm here. And so if this is why he's here, then this should be why we're here. Because if we are followers of Christ, then we must preach the kingdom of God and not anything we want to preach. And so my focus has always, has lately, and it's over the last 10 years or so, has been the kingdom of God. Because that's where we all will ultimately reside, in God's kingdom. Um, the, the scripture says, thy kingdom come. 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when Christ comes to earth, what's the status? What's the state of the earth? What is the state of Jerusalem when Christ comes? We see, number one, we see Roman occupation. Number two, we see sickness. We see disease. We see demon possession. We see um, low self-esteem. All of these things have happened because the Romans have come in, and it's a, it's a long history lesson that I can't go through right now, but the Romans have come in and they have now taken over Jerusalem and they are influencing their culture on the existing society. So um, this is now the state of the people. So he comes at a time when he is needed the most. Now, mind you, 400 years have passed since the word of God had been spoken. When you close the book of Malachi and open the book of Matthew, there is a period of 400 years of silence. There is no word, there are no prophets, there is no, God is not speaking. And it's an object lesson for us because if we don't take our word and study our word every day, we open ourselves up to be attacked by the enemy. And this is what happened to Jerusalem. There was no word. So therefore, the enemy was able to come in and just completely take it over. And so Christ comes at a time when he is absolutely needed the most. And so I always like to start in Matthew because Matthew is the foundation of the kingdom of God. But before he ever preaches his famous message of the Sermon on the Mount, he has to draw a crowd. He has to get people interested and draw a crowd. So what does he do? If you read Matthew, you find that he begins to um, heal. He begins to demonstrate the power of the kingdom. And so, for example, he heals a blind man. Why did he heal a blind man? Because I asked this question. I asked, well, what was the significance of healing a blind man? Because nothing, I've learned that nothing in the scripture happens by chance. Everything is done for reason. And so what is the reason for healing a, a blind man? Because the reason for healing a blind man is that we are all in the state of blindness before we come to a relationship with Christ. We cannot see the things that are spiritual. Yes, we can see the things that are physical, but we cannot see the spiritual things of God because we are blinded. I once was blind, but now I see. And so if you are one of those people that have given your life to Christ, he pulls the scales off your eyes so that you can now see the beauty of holiness, the beauty of the kingdom, the beauty of everything that God has always had for us, that we were blinded by the little G that had the ability to control what we saw. But now he has no control over us because you know, now I can see when I see I'm looking out my window and I see the the trees blowing in the wind and I see God. When I see someone in a restaurant, I don't just see a person, I see God in them. 
And because that is what happens to us because he heals our blindness. He heals the person that can't walk. They're lame, they cannot walk. What does that mean? That, that means that um, spiritually we could not walk. We had the ability to physically walk, but spiritually we were not walking in the newness of life. And so by, the, by God healing us, he changed the direction and saving us, he changed the direction of our walking. I never wanted to walk into a church. I never walk, wanted to walk into a spiritual place. I always found myself in a place that was no good. And so God was able to heal us. Mm. Thank you, Lord. He was able to heal my legs because I could not walk. And what about my ears? I could not hear. And we have, uh, 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 before we give our lives to Christ, we cannot hear the voice of God telling us and, and calling us and moving us in the direction that he wants us to go. We are listening to every other noise besides God. But when God heals us of our hearing, then we are able now to hear his voice, even in the midst of a crowd, even in the midst of the noise. And so, um, you know, you know, God doesn't speak uh, uh, loudly. He doesn't scream at us like sometimes we scream at him, but he speaks very softly to us and he speaks in a whisper. And so if I, if I did like He's trying to give us instructions, but he can whisper to us, right? And we can still hear him. We hear him when the church is going up in praise. We hear him when everybody is losing their minds on the job. We hear him at all times when he speaks to us. Thank God that God has the ability to heal us of our hearing. I know one time, I know before I gave my life to Christ, I couldn't even muster up a thank you, Jesus, because my, my, I needed my, hear, my mouth, my speech um, to be healed as well. And so when God saved me, I was able to muster up a God, I love you. God, I give you praise. God, I worship you. God, I magnify your name. Those things now roll off my tongue. But there was a time when I stood in church and everyone was praising around me, and I wanted to open up my mouth, but I couldn't because the enemy had me bound. And so when I gave my life to Christ, he loosed me from the chains that the enemy had on me, and I was able to speak. And so now there was a woman with the issue of blood who had an issue with her blood. And so uh, he heals us of our blood condition, just like he healed her of her blood condition. The blood we had before we gave our life to him was tainted with sin, but the blood of the cross was transfused to us so that we could uh, live again. And so um, all of these things that Christ did, he did for a reason, to demonstrate the awesome power of the kingdom of God. And so by the time he was done, he now had a crowd. And so when you get to chapter, um, chapter five of Matthew, 
he sits them down on a mountain and he begins to he begins to teach to teach to them. It's the sermon that we call the Sermon on the Mount, because now he has demonstrated the kingdom, and now he has to um, instill in them the rules, the regulations of the kingdom. Let me help you out with that. If you were born in England and you came to America, the rules of the kingdoms have changed. And so that you can't come to America from London and drive on the left, on the right, on the left-hand side of the road. Why? Because you are violating the laws of that kingdom. But when in America, we drive on the right-hand side of the road. So each kingdom has its own rules and its own regulations. And so when we come to the kingdom of God, it is no different. The kingdom of God has its own rules and regulations. Number one, you can't judge. Number one, you, number two, you should give. Number three, you should fast. Number four, you should, you should pray. All of these things become requirements, not optional. And this is where I think some of us get lost is that we think the kingdom of God things are optional. But before Christ ever gave them a rule, ever gave them a regulation, he did one other thing. He had to transform the way they thought. Because, remember, the state of the people. Imagine these low self-esteem, Roman-occupied people now sitting on a mountain and listening to a person who that they saw the demonstration of his power but now he is getting ready to elevate their mind conscious because here is where the battlefield is. You'll know the book by Joyce Myers, The Battlefield of the Mind. Here is where the battle is. The mind is the battlefield of the enemy. And so now he has to elevate their mind conscious so that he can introduce the kingdom of God to them. And so for example, in Matthew chapter five, verse number three, he said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of God. So imagine yourself on that mountain. Imagine yourself there and you're sitting there and this man, who is this man? He says, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I don't, I don't know about you, but I know me, I would have sat up and said, oh, okay, because to them, blessings were critical. If you go back to um, Esau and Jacob, Jacob stole his brother's, his brother's blessing and his birthright, but that was, it was critical to have that. And so when God blesses us, it is critical for us as people of God to want to be blessed. You know, we, we throw that around, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. But man, there is nothing more important to a believer than the ability to be blessed by God. Yes, man can bless us. Man can, you know, they can give us money or they can give us a gift. I was blessed with this, I was blessed with that. But when God blesses you, there is nothing greater. And so by him saying that blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God, he did something to their minds. He 
help them see the power of who they were. And as he goes on, he says, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Let's keep going. Um, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. If you are hungering and thirsting after righteousness, there is a blessing in store for you. If you are hungry for a blessing, then you will thirst and hunger for God, because he is all and all. Verse number seven, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Number eight, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. They, and this is my favorite one, y'all. Verse number 10, blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And number 11, blessed are they when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely. And let me, let me explain something to you. When I became a pastor, when I got into ministry, I thought everyone was going to love me because I was naive to what really goes on behind closed doors. I was naive in thinking that everyone was going to be my friend and everyone was going to love me until I started getting the stabs in the backs, until I started being talked about, until I started being ridiculed, until I started being my name being scandalized because of the cause of Christ. And when I read this scripture and I realized that ministry is not a box of chocolates and that ministry is something that people will come and they will hate you, I realized there is a blessing attached to them hating me. So I started looking for folk that didn't like me because the more folk that didn't like me, the more blessed I became. Ooh, God, I thank you. And so um, I thank God for that scripture. And so um, I became more and more blessed. Now, listen, here's something that I want to give you real quickly in verse number 13. You, he said to them, you are the salt of the earth. You. And not only that, he says in verse number 14, you are the light of the world. And so by the time he gets to verses 13 and 14, I believe that the people that were standing, sitting on that mountain were not sitting anymore, that they were standing and they were cheering and they were rejoicing and they were high-fiving each other if they knew how to high-five. And they were doing all kinds of great things because they realize now who they were. And this is the important part of the kingdom that every believer must understand. Don't worry about who I am. Don't worry about who he is. Don't worry about who she is. Worry about who you are. Who are you in him? It doesn't matter what people say. And this is one thing that I had to learn. And this helped me become delivered from people that God is the only one that matters. I used to be concerned about what people said when I, after I preached. How was the message? How was that? It was a good, what, did you like it? it? Was it all right? And I used to be concerned and, and, and I, used, I see myself one way and people see you another way, but how does God see you? God sees us as great. 
God sees us as powerful. God sees us as mighty. God sees us as awesome. God sees us as fearfully and wonderfully made. God sees us as the head and not the tail. God sees us as the, the lender and not the borrower. These are the ways God sees us. And so when I started seeing myself, through God's eyes, it changed my perspective on who I was and how I felt. Because even my own father told me when I was when I was young, you'll never amount to what I did. You'll never make as much money as I did. And I love my father. But he said some negative things to me that if I had allowed to stick, I would be a totally different person. But God said, no. God said, there is greatness in you. And if I don't go any further in this message, and I just want to give you a couple more things and I'm going to close, but um, if I can't give you anything today, I just want to say that God said you are great. You are the apple of his eyes. You are awesome in him. There is nothing that you can't accomplish. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Um, Paul also said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And you come to the knowledge of who you are uh, based on your relationship with him. And so because of my relationship with him, when I was working, I stood before presidents of companies and, and I stood in places that uh, most couldn't stand. And I thank God for those opportunities because I convinced them to spend millions of dollars because of the confidence I had that was given to me by Christ himself. And so um, once he is done here, he begins to move on into other areas of, um, of his teaching on different things. Number one, adultery. In our minds, adultery is cheating on, on your spouse. But in the scripture, adultery is having lust for someone else outside of your marriage, not even touching them. You don't have to touch them, just lust after them. And it is adultery in the eyes of God. What, what does the Bible say about giving? The Bible says give in secret and he will reward you openly. What does giving in secret mean? If I, if I bless someone, no matter what it is, because giving isn't always money, but it could be clothing, it could be shelter, it could be food, it could be whatever, and it could be money. If I give, then I can't tell you what I did. Otherwise, it's a violation of the kingdom. Just like right on the left-hand side of the road. Why is this any different? Why if the scripture says, uh, give in secret, we stand on $100 lines and hold our money up? It is a violation of the kingdom. I hope you all are with me. Um, the Bible also says that we should pray in secret. Doesn't mean there's nothing called corporate prayer. Yes, there is corporate prayer. But there in the scriptures, there were people standing on street corners, hollering and screaming. 
I've seen it in Manhattan in the subways, just yelling and screaming, and you're not helping anyone. But he will reward you openly. Then he says, fast in secret. And he will reward you openly. Now, I want to take your mind to Psalm 91. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I'd like you to read it if you have some time. It says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Psalm 91. Thank you, Bishop. Listen to this. Look what it says. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely I will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Why? Because you dwell with him. This is, a, this is what believers do. We don't visit him when we need something. We dwell with him all the time. We, our thoughts are with him. Our heart is with him. Our love is for him. And so it says, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. Only if you dwell with him. This isn't for the ones that come and visit. He shall cover thee, verse number four, he shall cover thee with his feathers. Under his wings shall he trust. Shall thou trust his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. If you dwell with him, thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrows that fly by day. Why? Because you dwell with him, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, for the, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Why? Because you dwell with him. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand but it shall not come nigh thee. Why? Because you dwell with him. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked because you are a dweller of God, because you live in his presence. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to stop there because, and you got to read this. Read this, man. Read the whole 91 because it is an amazing scripture. Now, I'm going to I'm going to breeze through because Matthew is chapter 5, 6 and 7 and um the one thing that I do want to say is that um in in Matthew chapter 6 and 33 oh god he says seek ye first the kingdom and all of this righteousness and all of the things that you need will be added unto you and all that means is don't worry when you are a kingdom citizen you should not worry because God has your back. God has you covered and there is nothing to worry about. He says, if I will take care of a bird, if I will take care of an ant, if I will take care of these things, surely I will take care of you. And that's the difference between a kingdom and a democracy. The democracy could care less what happens to you but a kingdom is obligated, the king of the kingdom is obligated to take care of the people of his kingdom. It is an obligation. And so therefore, this scripture has powerful meaning because he will take care of us. Now, let me close. Um, man, I wish I had time to go through all of this, but uh, let me close. He says, let me give you, let me give you this. Um, your days on earth are done. You lived a decent life. You went to church every Sunday. You went to heaven. And there was an angel at the gate. And he said, can I help you? He said, yeah, I'm, I'm here to go inside. He says, what's your name? 
Uh, my name's William Staten. He looks on there, he says, oh, you know, I don't see you. And I'm like, well, but I'm, I'm sure I'm there. I'm sure, because I did all kinds of stuff. I, I'm sure. And he looks again, he's like, sorry, your name's not in the book. And then Christ comes. He says, is there a problem? It's like, yeah, this guy says he's supposed to be in here. And he, Christ says, no, you're not supposed to be in here. Your name's not on the book. But I said, but I preached your gospel. But I ministered to your people. I sang in the choir. I ushered on the usher board. I did all those things. And in verse number 21 of chapter 7, he says, the, the scripture says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And in thy name done, done many wonderful works. And then will I pro profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. And so it doesn't matter what you do. It matters, are you pleasing God? Don't come to the end of your walk and not know anything about the kingdom not profess the kingdom, that we're more concerned about church membership than kingdom citizenship. These things are very important to God. And they wouldn't be, if they weren't important, they wouldn't be in this word. And so those are the words you do not want to hear. Depart from me. I didn't know you. But what you do want to hear is well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things, and now I will make you ruler over many. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. I love, love all of y'all. I hope you got something out of that message. God bless you, Pastor Dixon. God bless you, Charles. Happy birthday to you. Love y'all more than you even know. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Powerful word. Awesome word. All kinds of comments over on Facebook. Let me tell you, let me tell you, are you pleasing God? Are you are you pleasing God? The state of the church. And 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 that was, you know, Pastor Staten, such an awesome, timely word because I referenced that to this morning's message to uh my my cousin, her and her husband, they have a church called the Walls, uh, the church without walls in the community. So their, their mission is going outside of the, the walls of the church, going outside and demonstrating the kingdom of God. Yes. And not kingdom of God because I'm this denomination or I'm not. And I, I spoke the word of the Lord and it's confirmed with what you just said today. We have to, as a church, as a people of God, to think kingdom thoughts. Um, am I doing this just for myself? Am I receiving this just for myself. Uh, I was, and this morning, you talk about the word being blessed, but 
being blessed uh, in this original uh, um, um, structure was really uh, a reply back to God for what God has given us. See, people say, I'm, I'm blessed, but in, in our reply, it should be, I'm blessed because why? Now I can give. Being blessed has a, a word called to bow down, to kneel down. So when I'm blessed, I'm blessed because of what he gave me. And everything you said about the kingdom is so true, church. Listen, if, if we would just take this word, listen, go back. Go back on Facebook. Go back on my website and listen to this message over and over. I took down notes that Matthew 6, that Matthew 7, Psalm 91. Powerful word, Pastor Stephen. Powerful word. Bless you, sir. And I receive it. We receive it. We receive it. We were blessed by what we heard today. And we thank God for it. Church, be encouraged. Be inspired. Uh, be motivated to study. He said that in the beginning. Pastor State said, study God's word. Not just on Sunday. He said, every day. Every day. You don't go without a day without drinking water. Every day. You shouldn't. Every day, study God's word. It's nice to have our little daily bread. We got a little daily bread, and that's nice. It takes about, what, five minutes? That's three minutes. That's fine. That's beautiful. Don't stop doing that. But you need that time to just say, let me just take a few minutes. I'm not expecting you to take hours. And If you, if you would, that would be great. But just take time with God. You've been, like, you heard this word today. Take them notes. Go back and listen to the message. And eat that all week. You know how when you get a nice hero, a nice sandwich, y'all get Thanksgiving, man, that chicken was, that turkey was, man, that was slamming. Ooh, Pastor Carl, he made that peach cobbler. And come on, like all of you, I'm the same as you. We like to put a little bit aside for later on during the week. Take some of that word, put it aside. Put it away somewhere. And, and Tuesday, start chopping at it. Wednesday. Mm, I got plenty left over. By next Saturday, whew, that stuff is so, you still full. Why? Because the word is rich. Pastor Satan, thank you so much. We appreciate you. We thank you for what you have done. And, and we pray that somebody out there was blessed by the word of the Lord. If you're out there, you heard that word and you want, you really want Jesus, not just a church, not just a denomination. Just ask God to come into your life. Just, Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for walking away from you. I'm sorry for committing adultery. I'm, I'm sorry for stealing. I'm sorry for robbing. I'm sorry for judging. I'm sorry for doing anything outside of your will. Ask Christ to really come into your life and change you right now. And as you do that, he has come by faith, by just trusting God. He will come into your life. Now, everything don't happen at one time. It's a process. Maintenance. You got to maintain yourself in God's word. And so what, what it means is that you're going to start growing as you study God's word, as you read God's word, as you get with some people, uh, the people of God who are really studying. I'm not talking about just preaching. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. And you all excited. And then by Monday, you don't know what he preached about. I'm talking about people that got the word that, that can stick with you. Something that sticks to you. Not no quick oatmeal for one minute and it's done. That don't stick take some oatmeal that you have to take five minutes to cook. That's the good oatmeal. Get that word in you. Get that stick to it word that sticks with you all week long. 
And as you grow in the Lord, you will see God changing things and moving you to different ways and perspectives of growing in Christ Jesus. Thank you all so much for joining us. Before we hang up, um, if you would like to be a blessing to this ministry, uh, we would appreciate you uh, being a blessing to this ministry. We are services, even though our doors are closed, the ministry still goes on. Um, if you'd like to be a blessing on your screen there, those who are not, don't have access to the screen, but we have a cash app and our cash app is dollar sign A-G-A-T Church, dollar sign A-G-A-T Church. You can send a cash app offering to that, to that uh, address there. And also, if you don't have a cash app, you can mail it to Agat Church, A-G-A-T Church at 26 Walnut Street, Teaneck, New Jersey, 07666. The easiest way is to go on our website, get all the information, get all the resources, click that button, and it will take you right there. Our website is www.agatchurch.org. A-G-A-T-Church.org. We thank each and every one of you for joining us today. And listen, I want to be a blessing to our speaker. And listen, if you would like to be a blessing to our speaker, if you have Cash App, I want you to send something to the Cash App uh, right now. Um, um, not, I don't want to give out uh, Minister Colleen's uh, cash app. Um, should I just have him send it to me with, with her, your name on it, uh, Pastor Staten, or you want me to use her name? For he said it's okay. Okay, so let me uh, let me share her cash app right here. If you want to be a blessing to Pastor Staten, please, right here. Let me just make sure I get it up here correctly. Okay, I had it on there. I moved it. Okay, so sorry. Okay, uh, you want to be a blessing to uh, Pastor Staten. We love to be a blessing to the man of God. Uh, you want to send your um, uh, offering to Pastor Staten at dollar sign Mariah 55. Mariah 55. And where it says four, you can put in Pastor William Staten. Pastor William Staten. So dollar sign Mariah 55. Dollar sign Mariah 55. Okay. Um, please um, be a blessing to them. We appreciate uh, the, the word of the Lord and we don't pay him, but we believe in blessing the man and woman of God, whoever speaks the word of the Lord. Amen. We don't, we don't put a price tag on it. If you want to send him a million dollars, he will not refuse it. Amen. Amen. And I won't stop you. Bless him. Amen. If you give what you can give. Give what you can give. It's not equal giving, but equal what, Pastor Angie? Sacrifice. Not equal giving, but equal sacrifice. We thank God for every one of you. Um, we appreciate you. May God continue to bless you and watch over you. Um, my brother Bob, um, you have uh, you have some words you want to share with us before I turn it over to Pastor William Staten. He's going to give us our closing words. But brother Bob, you have some words you want to share with us? Yes. I would just like to say... Uh, Thank God for this opportunity to um, share this birthday with my brothers, Charles and Carl. And also, thank God for the blessings that we had and we still maintain from our, our, our mother. 
um, uh, Emma Bell Dixon. And I appreciate the, um, the sermon by Pastor William Staten. It was very, very, very much on time. Okay, especially when the pastor spoke about um, Psalms 91. That's something we've been talking about, Carl, right? As far as uh, using that in placing that chapter, which is one of my mother's favorite. Yes, you know. Favorite. So we're, we, we're all being blessed. And I thank you for those blessings, uh, Pastor Winterstein. And uh, to everybody else in my family, thank God for you too. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, this this is really a blessing. Yeah. So, Pastor Carl and Charles, we're gonna get together. I don't I don't know about today's <laughs> uh, uh, situation or or occasion, but we're we're gonna get together and we're gonna celebrate. Yes. Two of us, the two of you, with me. Okay. So God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Big Brother Bob. You're welcome, Charles. I'll let you know when the date is. We all get. Yes, 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 yes. We're I'll push waiting. the envelope. Okay, no problem. <laughs> Pastor Staten, we're going to ask you to close this out. Work, uh, words and, or remarks and prayer. Thank you, Lord. All right. Um, I just want to say thank you to everyone for allowing me to um, be part of your service today. And to my, my friend and brother, love you much. Uh, brother Charles, love you much. Sister thank Angie, yes. God bless you. Keep on singing. Keep on doing what you do. You're an amazing woman of God. And I thank God for each of you. Um, I hope you, everyone has a blessed rest of the day. And um, who knows when we'll see each other again. Yes. Um, you met, Carl, you mentioned, um, you know, the Mariah group. The Mariah group, group stands for Growing Righteously on Unified Prayer. Mm -hmm. And we are... Um, with the help of the Lord, we will be um, moving our ministry to Fort Myers, Florida. Oh, wow. And um, we believe that God is leading us in that direction. And I'm being told there's much ministry to do there. So <clears throat> just pray for us Yes, as we um, make this very bold move yes. for the Lord. Yes, Obedience is better than sacrifice. Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father God, we thank you for everything that has been said and everything that has been done. We thank you, God, for the gift of life. We thank yes. you for these brothers that are celebrating today, God. Let us all celebrate with them. God, we give your name praise and we give your name glory for each, each and every one that is on the call. God, let your kingdom be exalted today. In the name of Jesus, let us be kingdom-minded citizens that we may do the will of the one that has sent us to this place. God, we give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, by the way, I'll be, um, my birthday is June 17th, just in case. June 17th. All right. All right. <laughs> Happy birthday in advance. Right uh, thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Look. Thank you all for joining us. Those on Facebook, we love you. Those who are on the Shield of Faith Broadcasting Network, we're going to end. With those who are on Zoom, if you like to stay on, that's fine. If you like to uh, 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 shut, shut off, that, that'll be fine too. But those who are on Facebook and those who are on the Shield of Faith Broadcasting Network, until we meet again, you be blessed.
and please, please give hello to Sister Colleen too. Yes, we said hello. Yes, give her our love too. Jesus name, Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, everyone. Bless you. God bless you. Amen.